As the music kicks in, Conker, I'm about to cough up my lungs. Oh, you better... I'm lucky I got those strepsils. Well, it, it, I hope it kicks in, because, yeah, that's, that's a bad way it's to It's going around right now. A lot of people yes. are sick backstage, have you noticed? I haven't noticed. These past few weeks, the shows I've been doing, and they just shake your hands. They don't even tell you you're sick. They don't give you any notice. Maybe it's and the, then, uh, the annual July... It's coming around. Wrestler flu. I don't it's know. that warm, dry period where it's kind of like, oh, warm, cold, going back and forth. Who knows? Well, let's not let it affect another episode of Conco. Enderfudge! And, uh, that was a very quick one. That was a very That quick. might have been the quickest Enderfudge I've ever said in this podcast You've said some history. quick ones recently, but uh, yeah, anyway, here we are. Getting another one out for our, what, monthly podcast, I guess? I don't think we got one out last month. No. We are... Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> we're a couple of lazy boys, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we're being very proactive tonight. Yeah. Are we not? We have. We could have maybe. I mean, last actually no. Last week we couldn't. We could not have managed to get it done last week. Yeah. Once uh, we discussed last week, we're talking about the New Japan show that was happening here, of course, in Sydney. Yes. Um, we discussed maybe doing one when we had some time to fill, but um, it didn't really. There was always something to be doing. Something was, to do. There was. What what kind of uh, responsibilities were you fil- filling in on the day? Well, I had to tie down the apron, and they gave me. The apron that had the ridiculous long fucking cord in it, so I had to kind of tie uh, that around the, way, the, the ring. The bungee cord or the rope? yeah, the bungee cord. Uh, no, yeah, no, no. For any of you out there listening, uh, <laughs> it is better to use rope than bungee cord. Oh, you reckon? To well, yeah. Didn't we? We had this discussion with our guest. This episode was there to uh, to give that he knows basically all there is. Uh, He's a handyman. He is a, an extremely handyman. We'll cover some of that off, but. Um, uh, What's this? Oh, oh my! It's I don't so have abrupt. anything for it. <laughs> Look over. Oh. Actually, if we turn around, we can see what used to be the gimmick, gimmick table, table. Yeah. and over here, of course, is our gimmick table. Yeah. We, of course, you don't have any shirts left. I have literally nothing right now. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, look, we're getting paid for tonight's wow. episode. Wow. <laughs> handshake and oh, all. Thank you very much. Yes, that's the way to do it. My goodness. Thank you. Uh, so, mm, no, I got nothing to plug. We have a few uh, comics still. Yeah, you know, we do. We always have those comics lying around. Yeah, we got a few we can't get rid of, but, uh, you know. Hey, if you ever feel like doing some light reading and looking at some pretty pictures, you gotta get your hands on that punk on the first comic book. I you have got plenty of stuff. I do. I've got my eight by tens. I've got my punch or butts t-shirt. I only have sizes small to large right now, small to XL actually. And I have my delicious, nutritious chocolate swirl bars. They accompany me at any show I'm at. Only three dollars each or two for five. What a bargain! I know, unbelievable value during the podcast. And off it goes. Let's just push it down this fucking flight of stairs over here. And man, uh, <laughs> our guest—he's right here. He he's is. a few feet away. He hasn't gone changed yet, actually. No. He's doing what he always does on show day. <laughs> he's yelling at rookies to get shit done. Yeah, that's how it happens. Are you ready to join the show? <laughs> We're live. Here he is. We Very resourceful. Adam Hoffman, welcome to Conco and the Fudge. Hi, guys. Hello. This is actually... Third, uh, fourth time. No, this is the second attempt at getting you on. We've had a lot of people wanting you on, especially after we mentioned that you were on our drunk episode, the lost drunk episode. <laughs> and we could never use any of that recording. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we are live. We, um, we were live tonight on OVO. Yes, that was very good. Good fun. Uh, That's a big step forward for Newy Pro. 
Absolutely. Step forward for Australian wrestling as a whole. Did you start in 04? That's a very good question. <laughs> was it 02? I can't remember. 04. 04. Right. In yeah. the ballpark of that, yes. that time. It was, it was 04. I was 18 and I turned 19 a couple months after I started. Yeah. But you weren't known as Adam Hoffman back then. I was not. You were known as, was it Dr. Waxhead? Am I getting this Actually, correct? Actually, first, wasn't there a... You weren't that right off the bat. Because you debuted real fast after... Yeah, no, it was, it was it was Waxhead. It was... Oh, okay. It was straight <laughs> off the bat, throwing shit names around backstage. And I'm like, you can't use that. That is absolute trash. And then next thing, I hear a promo in the ring calling me Dr. Waxhead. I'm like, that is... Awful. Well, can I swear here? Yeah, of I'm course, trying. Man. Okay, good. I'm trying really hard not to swear. Yeah, no, go for it. What was the ge- so for myself? It was twelve months, yep. which I think was just the usual standard. See, yeah, I, that's the standard, and that's sort of the. I think back then, like, with the, the roster was full enough for there sort of not to be that. I think you came in. I do recall right from our drunk it. podcast, you informed us that you debuted in a very short period of time. Absolutely, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. I had seven training sessions. What kind of what kind of stuff did they teach you in those training sessions? Um, break falls, basic holds, running the ropes, how to throw some people, but very, not much. Okay. Not much. I kind of had to rely on like my lifetime of football and knowing how to pick people up, and that kind of came into play. How do you look back on that match? What are your memories? I haven't seen it since it happened, and I don't ever want to see it. <laughs> I think if you just took the first five years of my career and just got rid of it, I'd, I'd thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you always have had that... Um, you've always had a good eye for just looking at something once, maybe twice, and going, yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can still do that. It's like freakish... <laughs> Freakish skill that you've always had. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even now at training, all these marks will come in with shit that I've never seen before. <laughs> and go, how do I do this? And I'm like, all right, show me. All right, show me again. All right, yeah, you just do this. And then that's how all these marks are getting their, their shit in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. There you go. Because I just reverse engineer wrestling. That's what I do. Yeah. So you don't look um, too fondly back on your time early on in wrestling, but does that include your time in the surf club? Because no, as I, part I, of the surf club, you were easily one of the most overacts in uh, AWF back then. Absolutely. Like, I, the first, like, I don't look badly at it. I just know that my matches and my, yeah, myself, like, I wasn't up to standard. But it doesn't mean I didn't have fun. Like, yeah. I yeah. love Surf Club. That was that was great. Like I still tell stories about shit we used to get up to. Because back then, like it wasn't taken as serious as it is now. Like back then, we'd we'd go to training and we'd train for four or five hours, and then we'd all go to the chicken shop, and then we'd all pick where we're going to get drunk. Yeah. Who was in the Surf Club back then, by the way? That was me and Scotty Club. Yep. I was, was the surf. Time. He was the club. Yeah. <laughs> So when do you think things started to turn around for you? Because you didn't really rate your first five years in wrestling. When do you think you started to really improve and uh, things switched on? You started to get it. When I went to the States. Okay. Because I could physically do everything well enough that, like, that wasn't an issue. Like, my matches were fine physically. Like, I never 
got hurt or injured anyone. Everything was normally pretty clean. I picked everything up really quickly, but my matches just didn't. They just weren't good. But then when you I went the uh, the excitement factor, maybe. Or yeah, absolutely. I just didn't build. I didn't tell a story. It's just I remember. <laughs> I remember in two thousand and six, still it might have been the old Campbelltown Catholic Club before it was the, the Cube. I remember you being in a six-way match that opened the show and you did a shooting star plancher to the outside yeah. and it got crickets. And yeah. I was like, what is Fuck. wrong with this crowd? Yeah, no. <laughs> you still whip that out sometimes. <laughs> the shooting star as well. The shoot, yeah. Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> hey boom. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wearing pants right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, if you don't build a match, no matter what you do, it's not going to get a reaction, and that was part of the problem. Like, you do stupid shit without a build, without telling a story. It's just shit. Waste, yeah. Wasting your effort. But, yeah, when I went to the States, I went to Jesse Hernandez's hard, School of Hard Knocks. He's a really, really smart guy. Um, and he just basically broke everything back. Like, we had to do it on our first day, we had to do a training match. So we've gone through training, like two, three hours of training. And normally on your first day, you just sit out and watch. But he's like, all right, I really like what you're doing. We'll put you with one of the guys and you go do a training match. It was, it was me and Harley Wonderland went, went over there to do training. So we both end up getting put into to matches. So we've gone through our match. And then at the end, I hit the biggest shooter star I've ever done in my life. Like the guy, I do an over the top rope 619. I hit that. He feeds back. But then he bumps down, like, dead center of the ring. Cool. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, tough to do a splash, let yeah. alone a fucking shooting star. And I'm like, well, we're at training. The worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to fall short. Fucking nail it. Land on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I've covered him. One, two, three. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm like, I'm never going to fucking do that again because that was ridiculous. But at the Was end it, of it close? Like, was it close to it being a, uh, a brother? No, not even. No, I just hit it clean. I was like, I I don't know if it was just like the excitement, adrenaline, what came into me, but I, I've never, never even come close to getting that distance before in my, like, again. And I'm like, well, that one's in the books as the best shooting star <laughs> press ever, ever done. Um, but then after the match, Je- like, Jesse just broke it down on what we did well and what we did wrong and then why you do it. And it was like, the penny dropped. It just, everything kind of clicked. And then the more we trained, then the more he refined, the more he would break everything down. So by the time I came back, I was wrestling a completely different style, still using similar moveset, but doing it in a way that became exciting. So then I went from being the usual curtain jerker, first match, to main events. And it was just that, that change in... In structure, style, storytelling. So if anyone out there wants to learn how to wrestle, go see Jesse Hernandez. That's a good plug. Good good man. And sometimes it clicks, you know, it, it, it doesn't click straight away for everyone. It clicks Absolutely. at different times. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> how long do you think you've been wrestling for at the moment? How long have I been wrestling? Yeah. This is my, it'll be 15 years Fuck. in August since I debuted. Wow, eh? Because you were definitely one of the guys when I was a kid in primary school. <laughs> I was watching at AWF. So Funny. I didn't mean to make you feel old then. But That's all right. I still, I still remember Robbie Eagles in his surf club 
oh, yeah. homemade like shorts in his little <laughs> fan club that they had. Surf club fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always hold that over his head. You're in New Japan, yeah. But you know you're in first. Surf club fan club. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did I, I feel like it's silly if we don't talk about Nui Pro? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> when did this come about? What year? 2011 uh, was the inception, and it's where did logo. it come from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2011. Yeah. yeah, it is. Shit. Yeah, there I it is. Right there. More, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 2011. Should be more observant. Yeah. Um, so it all came about in the usual way that wrestling promotions seem to form around that there time. Was like a, there was a mass exit from AWF. Several of them. Uh, yeah, that went in waves, so it kind of went like a first. That, that's, first, that sort of started in two thousand and nine. Yeah, we're that was before. We talking that. about it last week because, like, oh well, yeah, there'd already been one right before you started, I think. Yeah, that yeah. Originally started UWA, but yep. in oh nine because we were in the roundhouse last week for New Japan. Absolutely. And I was like, that was the last show where it was like all of sort of like the you, core. Like, yeah, like when yourself, AWF was good. You mean <laughs> like? As good as it was. Hoff, Bonza, Club, uh, like Ravenous, JT, um, Dynamite, J-Law, like all these guys, yeah. like we're all the, like under one roof working for that, that that weekend. Absolutely. And then that was like the last weekend and then bit by bit. It yeah, just, it just uh, went in waves, like some guys started, would drop out. People started branching off into different things. and Absolutely. But SWA was the new kind of hub for where everybody went. Yeah, well, what happened there was Carlo Cannon gave me a call and said, there's a promotion in Newey, we should come work for it. And I was like, what do you mean there's a promotion in Newey? Like, <laughs> I live no in idea. Newcastle my whole life and I've never heard of a wrestling promotion in Newcastle. He's like, yeah, it's called Showtime Wrestling Alliance, they run out of, Adamst- uh, out of Hamilton. I was like, what do you mean they run out of Hamilton? Like, that's walking distance from my house. <laughs> And I have never heard... Yeah, they've been around for two years. What do you mean they've been around for fucking two years? And I've never... Where are they advertising? Like, are anyone showing up to these shows? It's like, yeah, they get a small crowd, but it's a good crowd. All right, I'll come do this show. Because I get get to see my mates like Carlo and that. They come up from from Melbourne. So I go do this show. And this was just before I went to the States. So I wrestled in front of 40 people at that first show. um, And then got repeat bookings was working there and then went to the states and then while I was in the states because the promotion was run by two guys one guy from Newcastle one guy from Melbourne um, and the guy from Melbourne was the guy supplying the talent he was the one bringing everyone in so while we're in the states I get a message saying like he's pissed off I've got like no roster can you help me out and I'm like well I'm in the states I can't really do shit but when I get back I can I can look into it so when I came back, I, I gave like Scotty Club, Steve Ravenous, Bonza. All guys are just recently kind of left AWF, or are they still working at AWF? Flyswat, he'd, he'd left. Yeah, okay. yeah, most most had left, but they still wanted to wrestle, and that was still that was still good. Yeah. So I brought these guys in, filled out the roster, and we were doing real well. But then there were some guys in the roster that weren't training, weren't trained properly in the first place, were hurting people, hurting themselves. Like, at one point, I heard a comment, like, he's walked in and gone, oh, everyone in this room has a scar from me. I'm like, that's not a fucking good thing to Everyone have. has a scar, scar from me? Everyone. Yeah, that's, that not he, a, that's not a badge of honour. That is, no, that's yeah. disgusting. That If I walked into a locker room and went, oh, I've injured everyone here, 
I'd probably just quit. Fucking retire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking done. I'm not good at this. <laughs> That's all right. It's good to be a fan. So you still love wrestling your involvement from this. with SWA, there were still some problems going around. There was always still problems because back then there weren't that many training academies that were actually qualified to train people. Like you could essentially just, oh yeah, he's been wrestling for whatever years, but he wasn't properly trained and now he's training other people, even though he wasn't properly trained and him teaching these people bad habits and then it kind of filters down and these people get worse and... As it went on, like we just said, like these guys either need to go to training or you just need you can't book them. They're hurting people. No one wants to wrestle them because they don't want to get hurt. They're here to to put on a performance and be safe. But that they that felt like it was a war or something. Yeah, they it, thought it, it was, was personal, but yeah. it was never personal because me and the people in question got on really well. They had a lot in common, so we got on really well. But when it comes to like work and being professional, that I can separate fucking. Friends from professional real quick. Like, it's... That's not an issue for me. Never has been. Probably never will be. So if you're not being professional, you're not living up to the standard, I will tell you. And if I wasn't, I'd, be, I'd expect someone to tell me too. Um, so the promoter at the point said, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, you've, you've got a good point. Um, we'll cut them loose after the next show. And we're like, Sweet. Told, told everyone they were like great alright started pl- making plans to bring in some other people to fill in the gaps and all that and then we show up to the show and then in the pre-show speech the promoter gave a speech how he's not going to be strong armed into choosing his roster and if you don't want to be here then leave so I think we counted 19 of us left 14 I thought it was 14 might have been I don't know but there was a, it was, it was, was enough a lot. <laughs> it was basically that roster that <laughs> when you put 12 between 12 and 14 people on a card to have that many people le- like leave I think it left them with maybe six yeah. oh. so then they weren't high up on the pecking order as it was so when you you're kind of low down and then you're looking for talent you usually after something like this happens you you have to reach downwards so they filled out their rosters with not the best talent. But we all collected together and we started Newey Pro. And they gave us six months. They said within six months they'll, they'll, be, they'll be done. Within six months they were done. How the tables have turned. Oh, how the turntable. How the turntables. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like you put, put the right work ethic in and you actually understand what you're doing, then you will succeed. It was a real... From what I remember, it was a... Uh, I, I think at that point, like I'd been around what from 06 to 11, what's that, five years? And I remember a lot of car trips where, you know, frustrations vented and stuff like this. If only they do this differently and this, this, this. Even it, it was a real like, all right, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Absolutely. But then there was heaps of, heaps of stuff we learned along the way as well. Absolutely. But like back then too, like the talent was like, spread out a few amongst like a few promotions so like every promotion had their good guys and they are alright guys and then everyone was like carrying a few shit guys the the perk about Newey was like like I said I don't give a fuck if we're mates if you're not good I'm not going to book you so we end up f- bringing in the good guys even if they were my mates or not if they were worth having on the card they were worth having on the card so we were bringing guys in that we didn't necessarily were mates with but 
were putting on the, the better shows. And then that mentality kind of caught on. So it kind of expanded from there. Like how, now it's like how we are now with... There's with some great background noise. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> but because we have that inclusive mentality, like where if you're going to put in the hard work and you're going to be professional and you're going to put on a good show, then you're most certainly welcome here. But if you're going to be negative or you're going to be a hassle or you're going to be dangerous then we don't we didn't we didn't want you here but then that that kind of expanded like that mentality kind of caught on so then people who weren't putting in kind of got weeded out so then it leaves you with a stronger group because the people who want to put in the work and who are are going to put in the work and help out and make things better they're the ones that are going to be left around and that's what happened and now look at us like we're on Ovo live tonight Robbie's in New Japan. Bonds and Moretti are on the cusp. Ugg's over in the Farley Dojo. Lucci's over in the Farley Dojo. And that's just from that, that, that mentality of, like, you put in the work, you'll get the rewards. It's always kind of felt like... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll just point out to the, to the audience that the reason we're asking you about Nui Pro is because you were our elected, like, you, you live in Nui. Yep. You'll be in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just pointing that out yep. in case everyone's like, why is it? Why are they asking Hoff about Nui? Like, yeah. So, like uh, PWA and Nui Pro have always kind of felt like to me like brother sister feds. That's what you always kind of absolutely that's the analogy. Yeah. You always use Conco. Um, and there was a long period of time where PWA was chasing Nui, yep. and now it feels like with the Ovo stuff, like PWA, it's like Nui's catching up. Um, the tables have turned a little bit. Does that make you feel more motivated with Nui Pro? Absolutely. Like, the Max Watts venue was a game changer. Yes, So absolutely. as soon as we got into there, which, like I said, it changed the game. So now I've, like, we've been searching around for a, for a similar venue. Like, even if it's just a better venue that we can dress up. And what you guys draw in Charlestown is nothing to sneeze at either. You guys not. have packed it out. Plenty of times. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There was, yeah, that's the funny thing is that there's probably fans now that just came on board maybe because of maybe that first Osprey show in Paddington or if it was a House of Hardcore or a World Series that they discovered the Sydney you know, yeah. PWA fan base. And they're probably like, where do these guys come from? Well, they've been killing it in Newey yeah. constantly. For years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Basis. A lot of people might have seen their first Nui Pro show tonight on Ovo in the first place, even yeah, though it's that'd be te- technically a Central Coast show. <laughs> it's yeah. a Central Coast show. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, but it's been Charlestown on fire, like, basically since 2014. Absolutely. Like, yeah. since that's definitely where I felt like I got started big opportunities when I was starting off in wrestling. Well, when we first moved into Charlie, we were getting the biggest crowds... In New South Wales. Easily. And, like, yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And I think... Like, our numbers are still towards the top. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just that divider. I hate it. Yeah. But if we could find find a Max Watts equivalent in Newey, then, again, that's just going to boost everyone up. Like, not just Newey, but... It'll it'll boost PWA but then there by are like, like these nice little side projects. Like you see what's happening at the Hoos right now. The Hoos, yep, absolutely. and that's really cool. And obviously, we've got these shows at the Central Coast as well, happening kind of biannually, kind of a couple times a year. Yeah, yep, twice a year. There's we plenty come of newy to go around. Absolutely, the Hoos shows are getting out of control. Yeah, they are. Like 
we had a hundred people crammed into the hoose, but now we're moving hoose. So we <laughs> next <laughs> week hoose. we're moving hoose. Moving we're moving to the toos. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a new hoose that's a slightly that's a better layout. It's in a much better position. I feel like the new hoose is gonna gonna take like lift that level up again. Because the production we can actually cram into that building is so much better than what we could do at the other place. The other place was already fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. As far as like yep. training and facilities and stuff go. Like, oh, you wait to see what I've done yeah. with this place. And we, yeah. before you came and sat down with us, we kind of built you up as this handyman because you are one of the most resourceful people that we know in the locker room. And what you've done with Nui Pro at the Hoose and all these, like, the things you've created for this company are ridiculous. Absolutely. I'm I'm what MacGyver was based on. <laughs> Even though was that, that was there out. Was the, the New Lambton stage, yep. the, and there was a ramp that went from the stage to the floor so that people could walk out the curtain and you know, get to the ring. Yep. You somehow transformed that into the walkway that we would all walk through. Yep. And then it got retransformed again later into another, what, a miniature ramp or... It went back to being a ramp. <laughs> yeah. It started off as a ramp, and then it went to a walkway, and then it and went back to a ramp, and course. then it got smashed. <laughs> I think. Is that a ladder match where Dancing Dan Wilson <laughs> smashed it? He took All a bump he had off to the do ring. Was fucking dance! Yeah. Breaking shit. You're here to dance, son. Don't break my shit. But yeah, like we went to New Lambton, and they had a tall ass stage too. Like it was not yeah. like most places would have a. A stage would be like 900 high or a meter. This was like 1.2 or 1.3 high. And that, I don't know if people know measurements, but that's fucking high. Yeah. So I had to build, like, I was like, do I just get some stairs? I'm like, that's just going to be awkward. So I was like, I'll build a ramp. But then after I drew out and did some math and was like, well, to make it on an angle that people aren't just going to be like stumbling down, I'm like, this is going to be a huge fucking ramp. So I built a huge ass ramp. There has not been a venue that we have debuted at where you haven't shown up looked at what there is to <laughs> to make a stage out of yep. an entryway and been like alright I know how to do this absolutely that <laughs> is your strength is, oh, I mean you got a lot of strengths but that's a strength of yours is getting to a venue <laughs> and deciding this is how we're going to make absolutely it's better than just walking through a black curtain <laughs> that was the thing I figured out early wrestling in lit up halls with a ring, sometimes not even with guardrails, like no, like just walking out of bare curtains or having some kind of like banner as an entryway. It's like, no, no, people come here for a spectacle. Yeah. They need to walk in before the show starts and be wowed by what they're seeing. So dressing blank rooms into something that becomes an arena so they're, they're transported into the world that's that's it's all part of the experience absolutely, absolutely. and if you don't give them that experience they're probably like, no matter how good your wrestling is they might come back but you got you got to sink them into that that world and you do that by pre- presenting like so as soon as they walk through the door they're no longer in a hall they're in a new pro arena or they're in a pwa arena they're in whatever your promotion is they're in that arena so you, you that's it's worth its weight in gold if you could weigh it. <laughs> nice. It keeps people coming back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And now you're building rings as well. You've built. I am building yeah. rings. Yeah. 
Apparently, they didn't like my ring, but... <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Pussies. I didn't... Oh. No, I'm sure... It was, it was fine. fine. We wrestled in, and it was, it was great. It was a bit stiff, because it's a brand new ring, but... Probably got to be worn in. Got to work that shit in, yeah. yeah. Bump it a few times. <laughs> but yeah, if you want a ring, send me a message. Um, I can hook you up. Well, I still talk to Billy on like a daily basis. Oh, good. And he recently said... We would, Chatting, I can't remember what we were chatting about, but he said, I think Adam's got exactly what he always wanted, like based on like car trips with you. It's like <laughs> he's, he's got his own school where and he's got his own ring, like he's got his own, like, <laughs> his own school that he's kind of named after himself. I definitely <laughs> named it after myself. <laughs> uh, like, I think he's, like, do you feel that way? Like that you're... From back then, like, yeah, I've... Do you feel fulfilled in that way? I'm halfway to where I want to be. Halfway? Halfway. Right. I want a place that is big enough that I can have a ring with a little arena set up around to run shows. Yeah. And then a gym. Like, I have a small gym and I have the small arena, but it's, I want bigger, where it's a proper gym and it's a proper arena and they're separate and I don't have to set shit up, it's just set up constantly. You want the Adam Hoffman Performance Center. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> it's good to have aspirations because New Pro is going nowhere, it's going nowhere but up. Basically. Yeah, so, <laughs> well that's the plan. Yeah. I think New, new Hoose is a step in the right direction. Absolutely. But there is still there are still goals that I want to reach because by the time I'm an old man and retiring, I just want to be that, that grumpy old shit who lives in the gym well, you're not, the, you're not the grumpy old shit at all. And definitely one of the best things about Nui is the attitude that you... Like, I remember coming into Nui Pro um, compared to, like, what things had previously been like in other places and, and seeing such a positive atmosphere and such, like, feeling like you guys had such warm personalities yeah. and were so open to having new people there and stuff. It really felt like a family. And yeah, even well, having the hands-in that we do... Everywhere, like, originated at Nui Pro. Yeah, well, I, I kind of stole that, but that was... It originated at Nui Pro. Yeah, I invented that. I invented the hands-in, everyone. <laughs> but I think you're referring to more like It's the, like a pre-show uh, ritual. Yeah, it is oh, now, yeah. yeah. You, I think another example would be like the, uh, the fact that we don't take ourselves that seriously with an end-of-year toga party. Oh, absolutely. The, the toga awards night. Yeah, there are other companies that'll dress up and... Make something out of it, which is there's nothing wrong. Oh, with absolutely! That Everyone, let's get dressed up, yeah. look nice, win some awards. Been there, done if that. You own any uh, bed sheets? It's all you need, really. Yeah, but otherwise, I would like to go to the hoose dressed in a bed sheet, <laughs> watch rookies put on a show, and give out awards and enjoy the night. And set up a projector and watch Origin if that's ever the case. Oh, that is the case. That is definitely the case. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. Big blank wall at the hoose, projector. No, I, no one has a bigger screen than me. <laughs> <laughs> I was very uh, happy for you last year, and that you left our shores again to participate in the King of Trios. Ah, yes. What was that like? That was, was great. That was you, it was a few years where you were based locally. Yep. But then I was just like, yeah, good. He. He needs to be seen. Yeah, I was like such a good experience from going back this year. Um, I love learning. So going to another top-notch promotion like Shakara and just seeing how they set up, how they run things, 
how they put to get their cards together, how they interact with each other. It's it's similar but different, and I I just love seeing new things and new ways to approach situations and how to get these like different stories across and how they build their shows and their matches and especially over a three-day tournament that's a lot to cram in and there's how we like how the guys over there handled having 48 wrestlers like there was a was a 16 team three person per team tournament over one weekend that's a lot to handle that's a that's a that's a lot of moving parts there and getting people to to the venue and through flights and hotels and cars and all that and seeing it all come together was like it was a great experience and I loved loved every second of it. Did you expect to get as far as you guys? Got? Absolutely not. I thought we were we were we were going first round. I thought Madison and uh, Shaz and Jess. I thought they would would have made it to maybe the third round or even to the to the final. But I did not expect. Uh, us to, to make it to the final, especially on our first outing. Yeah, and you really got like a great variety of different opponents as well. You got to get <laughs> yeah. in there with PCO and then yeah. the Spectrum. You got to fight these cute little Joshi fighters as well. Yeah, PCO is the strongest human I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like he launched me in the air. I just didn't think I was coming down. He like pop up power bomb me, and I've just I've never wanted to just roll into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Before in my life, but I was just like, oh, I think I'm done now. <laughs> but we got through. We won that match too. I got to wrestle Katie Lee Birchall. That was that was great fun. I didn't actually get in the ring with Ray Buccaneiro, but PCO threw me threw me around a lot, and I got to work with Katie Lee a bit. But then contrasting styles, going from like strong to fucking. These Japan, like these tiny little Japanese girls. Just these cutesy little girls. They were tiny, tiny. Like they can go. But oh, oh, I can't. I'm not going to try and pronounce their names. But one of them kicked me in the head twice, and again, I just like, oh, it's time for me to go home. <laughs> <laughs> she did not miss. Like it was, I've been kicked in the head by Robbie before. And yeah. she made Robbie look like like a like a little like a school little kid, like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been wrestling so long; you've definitely had some misfortune to ring. I mean, you always have your shoulder strapped up Absolutely. for protection. Yep, uh, I think that's that's more mental now. Like I, the shoulder popped and it kept popping, and I couldn't keep it in, so I got the brace, and the brace helped. But now I haven't had an issue with it in over a year now. Uh, but it's, it's more mental. And it looks cool. Yeah, it does fucking look cool. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a constant reminder. Like, don't, don't throw your arm around too much. <laughs> you might end up in the third row. You only got one body. You got to treat it good. Yeah. And at my age, <laughs> yeah. I can't fuck it too much. I still think you got another 15 years in you, though. That's what I'm aiming for. I reckon. No, another 20. Cool. Not 20 years, I reckon. 20. Yeah. Nice. And then you can finally <laughs> be an old man and yell at kids. That's all right. Which is already what you're doing. Oh, well, I'm, yeah, just yelling. I'm just not necessarily an old man yet. Yeah. Do we want to wrap things up? Uh, do you yeah, have anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Oh. I was going to say, we should do a special edition fucked up dirty Hoffman stories. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you have, if you have one before we get out of here? No. All right. 
come back for the special. Leave those yeah. listeners those fucking blue balls. Yeah. Right, there's a lot of clanging and banging in the background too that we're not going to be able to. Oh, good. They're actually oh, okay. Good. They're nearly finished. I can go have a shower now. Do you have some social media you want to plug before you get out of here? I know you're yeah. not a big social media guy. Oh, I'm a huge social media guy. I had, an Insta- I had an Instagram for a year before I knew I did. I think Charlie Evans set that up for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, Charlie Evans had started me on Insta and ran it for like a year before I even found out about it. So that's you a thing that happened. You didn't ask her to do that? No, she just... Okay. She said, get an Insta. And I was like, no, I don't want an Insta. And she's like, all right. And well, then started bad. me on Insta. So she would just come in sometimes and take photos of me and then I'd be like, all right. And then that's what it was for. My Insta that I didn't know existed. But yeah, I do have control of it now. She passed over the... <laughs> Where can people find you on Instagram? I am at Adam Hoffman 44 Why 44? This is, this is another story. 43 other Adam Hoffmans. <laughs> no, someone asked me that. I was like, no, 44 is my favorite number. Okay. Uh, I, when I played football, I was a center and I used to wear the number four. And then I started playing basketball. And in basketball, you can have whatever number you want. And I was like, why have one four when I can have two? <laughs> two is definitely. So I chose 44. And I'm also a big Lakers fan, and Jerry West was 44. The logo, for those who don't know. So, yeah, 44 is... And now I'm in the Four Nations. Now, four is a big number in my life. Well, Adam Well, should we go three more minutes? Yeah. <laughs> until we're, we've oh, until we're 40? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Or we'll go seven more minutes till we get to 44 minutes. <laughs> We could. Oh, we could. We definitely could. I can talk shit for ages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we just brought up the Four Nations, <laughs> yeah. which we haven't addressed. Really no, okay. not, not King so of- much. Yeah. Oh, we kind of did with King of Trios. I was going to ask, like, did it, did it hit you that the team that got as far as you did two years earlier was the Young Bucks and AJ Styles? I think. Really? If I'm remembering Wikipedia well. Yeah, no, they but definitely like, made it into the finals with the King of Trios. I remember, like, you guys are over there. I was here, like, seeing all the updates on Twitter. I'm like, this should be a huge deal that they've made it this far. And I went to, like, look at, like, previous teams at it. And I was like, that, like... Yeah, I think it was, it was at Mustache Mountain and Bruiserweight that won it the year before the we... Year yeah, before you yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some big names up there. So definitely like, right. got some unfinished business going That's back That's right. There. I am secretly, quite openly telling everyone, I hope we knock the velocities out. (laughs) I want to fly all the way across the world to fight the guys that I fight all the time anyway. (laughs) Well, those are the guys you know well, and those are the guys you know you can put on an amazing match. Oh, it'll be a banger. Yeah. As the kids say, a lot around me, apparently. I'd like to see you guys in uh, British Strong Style. That'd be fun, yeah. I mean, we've got two-thirds of that last year at Progress, but Yeah. 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 Book it. I don't know. I can't. Book oh, you can't. Oh no, I, can't I thought you were booking it. No. You could book it if you want to. <laughs> I could. You got a promotion over here. Oh, damn, I could. All right. Yeah. It's all right. Of, I'm not booking it. That's the perks of being a boss. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That is the perks. Mm. Here we are. <laughs> oh, here we. Oh, How far there. we got? Oh, one minute. <laughs> Counting uh, down. Oh, it's really? No, oh, yep. fuck. This is. Yeah, yeah that's it. What are we wow. going to do? We draw this out. Do we want to actually end it exactly on forty? So that no matter if we're halfway through a sentence, just fucking cut that shit. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, you got it. We're done. So Did we, you know that two episodes ago, we fluked doing two back-to-back episodes the exact same time. Really? Unreal. What was the time? Either, it, it was either the exact same time or one second different.
difference. I think it was like one second. I'm not. In, I'm not impressed by one second difference. anymore. Yeah, I feel like we just wasted oh, thirty well, seconds well, on your story that turned out to be not a story. Uh, social media is out there. Then I'm at Strong Concrete on Facebook and Twitter, and Dave Concrete on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ButtPuncher underscore the ButtPuncher on Facebook. Adam Hoffman. You can find me on Facebook at Adam Hoffman and on Instagram as Adam Hoffman forty four. Follow Newy Pro Wrestling as well. NewcastleProWrestling.com.au and you can get to all the socials just from that. <laughs> this is really ticking down. Yeah, that's it. And, 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 and